0: What's up, y'all, and welcome to Press On Sports. I'm Jack Vita. Today is May 29th. It's an early morning podcast this, this morning, 9.15 a.m. Uh, I enjoy the early mornings. It's fun. Uh, my guest today, it's he's out uh, at 7.15 a.m., so he's really committed to coming on the show. I'm very thankful for that. I'll bring him in in a second. Today we're going to be talking about the NBA Finals, the, the previous Eastern and Western Conference Finals. There's so much to talk about with the NBA and it's hard to believe that's it been so long since we've talked about the NBA on this podcast. So that will be a lot of fun. If you missed last week's episode, I had a great time recording with Rachel Gerhardt and we talked about a lot of reality shows such as The Bachelorette, The Amazing Race, Survivor, The Challenge. We also talked a little bit of SNL. So if any of that piques your interest, go back and listen to that. It should be, I think you'll enjoy it. We had some fun, fun conversation. Uh, Today, we'll also, in addition to the NBA talk, my guest and I will be talking a little bit about life. We'll talk a little bit about American Ninja Warrior because he competed on the show. So, It'll be a lot of fun, and without much further ado, I am going to welcome in our guest for today. He has the most downloaded episode in press on sports history, Parker Gatewood. How are you doing, Parker? Man,
1: Jack, I am absolutely fantastic. It is 7.15 in Las Vegas, and I am <laughs> wide awake, so I' ready to go. I'm excited for this podcast. How are you?
0: I'm doing great. I'm feeling good. It's uh it's been pretty cold here, at least the last couple days. Very rainy here in Chicago, so not the biggest fan of that. But uh, it's always fun talking to you. That always brightens my day. <laughs> Dude,
1: me too. I, and it's it's always bright here. So I'm sorry to hear that it's uh, it's still cold out there and that nothing has changed since my departure.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so we will talk a little bit about what's going on in your life a little later. You want to get into this NBA stuff first, yeah, man. let's do it, okay, Parker. I know you're a big time NBA fan, and i'm gonna be i'm gonna be honest here. I did not watch anywhere near as much NBA this season as I normally do <laughs>
1: <laughs> right yeah, for sure
0: do you do you have any reasons why you think that is?
1: well, it, it so it's an interesting season, right? because it's the third year in a row that people have felt like the Golden State Warriors will cruise to a title, which, and we'll get into that later, I'm assuming, yeah. uh, how, you know, that could be the case again. Um, so that takes away some of the fun. Um, I think a lot of times entering a season, one thing that really sparks people's interest is um, rookie class and, and draftees. Sure. Uh, I think there were, for the majority of the year, there was one. Luka Doncic, who was really exciting, and then Trey Young kind of came along towards the second half of the season. So that kind of took a little, a little uh, steam out. But uh, overall, I mean, yeah, it just wasn't... It, it wasn't quite as exciting as it was last year, I don't think. And 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 that's also because, you know, Le, the uh, the team that LeBron James was on struggled. And, <laughs> you know, people love LeBron, so...
0: Yeah, that's a good point. I think the big thing is, like, You said two years ago, we didn't necessarily know what the Warriors were going to be because they were coming off a finals loss and there were a lot of questions about how are these guys going to gel? So there was a lot of intrigue then and now we see them win back-to-back titles and now (laughs) they're very close to winning a third. I think that's turned off a lot of people and sucked out a lot of the excitement for them. And that, that was the case for me. And then the other fact of just having so many star players resting in the regular season, I was just sort of like, all right, I'll come, I'll come back for the playoffs. And it's been a fun playoff so far.
1: Yeah, it really has the, uh, I was, I was actually pretty surprised at how excited and interested I was in the playoffs. You know, I mean, obviously when you, when you look at the East, it's it's always, <laughs> you look at it like, okay, teams five through six, I mean five through eight, probably <laughs> not going to do much, so we know where that's yeah. going. Um, and then with the West, you know, again, the Warriors are there, so you're like, well, whatever. But it actually, it, it turned into quite the interesting turn of events when, you know, like the Clippers took two games from the Warriors early, and the Trailblazers and the Thunder had that back and forth. It was, uh, it, it was exciting. And then when the, eventually the Rockets got to play the Warriors, you know, it gave the world false hope that they'd beat them again. Uh, but, um, but yeah, and, and the East was exciting too because you had four teams that – I think that was the most exciting thing about the East was that you had four teams and in the second round it, everyone was like, okay, I have no idea actually out of these four who's going to end up in the finals. And now we know.
0: Yeah, the East was very cool. I missed a lot of the West Coast games, and that could partly be because the games were on so late. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, and we knew, like you said, we had a pretty good inclination of who was going to be coming out of the West. So, this Eastern Conference playoffs, I love these Eastern Conference finals. I'm a big fan of just watching Kawhi Leonard play. And. This isn't first take. We're not going to get into the super hot takes of how great of a player he is, but I do like the fact that this is a guy. And tell me what you think of this, Parker. This is a guy that is so humble and just puts his head down and works. He doesn't have to toot his own horn, which is seemingly the trend in the NBA today. This is a guy just puts down and keeps his head down and works, and eventually people notice. I like that idea of the whole act like you've been there before and he's been there before he's won a championship and I'm glad people are starting to take notice of just how great a player this guy is.
1: Yeah, I would agree. I think that this season for Kawhi Leonard has been huge, not only for him as a player, but how he's seen around the league. Because I think after the San Antonio debacle where, you know, he sits out the entire year and people really speculate, Okay, is he actually hurt? Is he just trying to spite what's going on in the, in San Antonio? Um, and I think there were a lot of questions raised about that. But now, you know, he comes in to Toronto to a good team after a big trade, and you, you would think that okay, him and DeMar DeRozan kind of offset each other a little bit. But that wasn't even the case. I mean, he he was clearly the best player on the team he was clearly the leader of the team and now as we're seeing he's clearly one of the top at least 3 players in the league right now and you could debate top players for forever but yeah, yeah um,
0: we won't go down that road <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> right but but the raptors have been so interesting and it's because of him because they've you know they've always been interesting they've been good they've been able to get to the conference finals but this is uncharted territory. They've never been to the finals in the franchise's history. So I think the fact that you know Kawhi Leonard could lead this team, particularly this team, to this spot in this day, I, I mean, I think it's special.
0: Yeah, in the fact of we haven't even touched on his defense, which is magnificent. It's amazing. This is a guy who really dominates the game on both ends in a way that personally, Parker, I have not, I don't think I've seen before in this league. Mm. He's Scottie Pippen, like defensively. And then uh, he has an offensive game that I think is one of the best in the, in the league. I, I don't think that's much of a hot take, but to see a guy do what he does on both ends. I love watching that. It's a lot of fun and yeah, it's, it's really cool that we're going to have him on this big stage against the Warriors where he's played well against the Warriors in the past. Uh, unfortunately, Zaza cheap shot at him and took him <laughs> out of the Western Conference Finals a couple Tricking years Zaza, ago. Zaza, man. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, It's. Uh, I mean, this dude really, I mean, he's special. And you, you look at, you know, what he's been able to do in the postseason particularly. He's averaging... 31 points a game. He's averaging almost nine rebounds. Uh, I I feel like people lose uh, shooting numbers a little bit nowadays. And I don't mean just three-point shooting. I mean like all three and how they correlate with each other. You know, because someone could be a great three-point shooter, but have a terrible field goal percentage. And then I'm like, okay, well, that's not super impressive then. But if like your field goal, three-point and free throw percentage all line up, I think that's really impressive because then it shows, okay, no, this person can actually like shoot for real. Yeah, um, And Kawhi in the postseason is shooting 50% from the field. He's shooting 38.8, so almost 40% from three and 87.5% from the free throw line. Wow. Like, I mean, this dude's a baller. Like you said, you know, I think just because of his style of play, he's not super flashy. Like we, we, lose sometimes just how special of a player he is and 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 on defense yeah I mean you're right I would if you were like hey fantasy draft entire league pick someone you want as your first defender I I would probably pick Kawhi Leonard
0: that brings up an interesting point if we were in a spot where we said we're not going to do the okay you have a guy for 10 years and you're drafting any superstar you want (laughs) but let's say let's say four years okay I would be very tempted to pick Kawhi because he's coming into his own. Well, he has been for a couple of years, but we talk about defense. We talk about offense and there's no drama with this guy. All right. This is not a guy who's posting weird stuff on social media, unfollowing his teammates and trying to really <laughs> promote himself, which we see from a lot of guys across this league. I would be so tempted to pick him just because of what he can do on both ends. And he doesn't seem phased by the media of what people are saying about him, which can't say about everyone.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, honestly, if you take Kawhi Leonard, does, does Drake come as a package deal? because i don't
0: know if i want because
1: he seems like he's working right now um it's okay i'll take drake in a music draft that's fine um i yeah i think i think Kawhi. like you would be hard pressed to to not pick him if you talked about that kind of time time span because as listen as much as i love kevin durant and actually that's not true i don't like kevin durant so i don't know why i said that (laughs) But um, as much as I like Kevin Durant's game, there it is. Yeah, uh, I I don't think that if you were like, hey, KD or Kawhi for four years, who do you want? I don't think I could take Kevin Durant just on talent alone because I don't want to deal with the I don't want to deal with the media backlash and the burner Twitter accounts and <laughs> like and, and to be to be quite honest, we still have yet to see what Kevin Durant's going to do leading a team. By you know by himself, his own. right? Yeah, as a superstar. So like, well, I haven't seen that yet. I mean, obviously, you have in Oklahoma City, and they got to a finals, but that was a while ago. Now, how does it translate after being on this dynasty team for a few years? Is my question. And with Kawhi, you know, he was he was the best player on a on an aging Spurs team. He's already a Finals MVP. He now has led. A Toronto team that's never been to the finals to the finals and arguably could be the best player in the playoffs right now so yeah if you I mean if you gave me that i it it's hard for me also to have this conversation and not be like oh I'd take LeBron James because <laughs> I think it's going to be a big bounce back here next year but I yeah no I would I would probably take Kawhi at this point
0: Okay, very interesting. I like how we're talking about this in a non-hot take fashion, by the way. <laughs> oh,
1: yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, Kawhi Leonard is Michael Jordan, but better. Like, <laughs> no, no thanks. I'll pass.
0: <laughs> All right, so I want to say something else you were touching on a little bit. Let's talk a little bit about the makeup of this Raptors team. I think it's really cool for Kawhi to be in this situation because there was a narrative that previously existed with, okay, he fell into the perfect situation with the Spurs, which might be true. However, I don't necessarily think it's true. And I think we're, we're seeing that now. There was a lot of people were wondering, well, what's he going to do outside of this system? Is he a system player? Is he a true superstar? And he's destroyed that narrative in Toronto. And what I like about this Toronto team, I it felt like in the past, Kyle Lowry and Demar Derozan were co-stars. Would you would you say that they were co-stars?
1: Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think that there was a clear, you know, edge for Demar Derozan, but I don't think it was a huge gap. I think they were co-stars, yeah.
0: Yeah, and now you have Kyle Lowry in a spot where he's a sidekick. And I like him a lot as a sidekick. I thought he played pretty well in these playoffs. Now, you got a lot of other contributions from other guys. Uh, we go down the list with Fred Van Vliet and Siakam and mm-hmm. Gasol and Ibaka. What I, what really drew me into this series with the Bucs was just the idea that you had a true superstar showdown. You have Giannis versus Kawhi. They each have a sidekick in... Middleton and Lowry and then a bunch of really good role players this is just classic 90s NBA which in my opinion was a golden era um well I guess you could go back to the 80s which was also pretty great but that was something that I was really excited about
1: yeah no absolutely I it's you know the Raptors makeup is interesting in that it it changed in a pretty drastic way mid-season which, and it also changed, it two big changes. It changed before the season, yeah. and it changed mid-season. So, like, you would think with that, okay, we always talk about when players get traded or free agency, how, okay, it's going to take at least two, three weeks for chemistry to kick in, and they will get going, like, blah, blah, blah. But this team, they, they gelled right out the gate with Kawhi Leonard, and then, you know, continued to even progress further once they traded away Jonas Valanciunas and brought in Mark Gasol, which is another interesting tidbit, um, how he's gone from, you know, like, secondary star to not, like, not. But the, uh, but between Leonard, Siakam, Lowry, Ibaka, Mar- uh, you know, Mark Gasol, I mean, it. this team has a lot, a lot of weapons. And you know what I'm surprised about, Jack? Is that, like, how this team has done this and some of their, you know, some players that you would usually get big contributions from you haven't like someone like a Danny green. Right. And even, even Serge Ibaka plays a, a little bit of a bigger role than he's used to in, in these playoffs where he's only averaging like eight and six. So it's been, it's been cool to see that. And I'm glad that Kyle Lowry has kind of figured things out, um, working into the finals because I, it, I just, I would really hope that this series could go at least six games. Yeah. But um, to your, to your point about, about Kawhi, um earlier is coming into the season when, when we had these questions about, you know, what he was going to do and coming, you know, from a different team. And you mentioned that he was in the perfect fit in the system and everything. And, and and I think you were right to assume that he wa- that wasn't the case and that he was just a great player and everything. But I think a lot of us did. Like for me, I know if if you would have gave me a list of NBA players, I I may have taken I may have taken like four or five people above Kawhi Leonard at the start of the season. Like I would have been like, okay, give me LeBron, uh, give me give me Giannis, give me Kevin Durant, give me Steph. And then it would have been like I would have been like maybe James Harden, but uh, James Harden doesn't really do the defense thing, so I'd probably take Kawhi <laughs> over James Harden. Um, but but now it's like oh I wouldn't take any of those guys over Kawhi at this point,
0: you know. So it's it's been cool. Yeah, I think that was a pretty mainstream thought. Now, what do you think? I want to talk. We'll get to a little bit of stuff with the Bucks in a second, but what do you think about this idea in terms of? Do you think Kawhi has been, I'm not going to say hurt, but part of the reason he hasn't gotten that recognition is because he's not promoting himself? Yeah, it could be. Um, It is,
1: you know, in an age where we're all over social media and that's where, you know, we go for not only scores and stats and following games, but uh, for news, uh, not just about players' games, but about their lives. And they can just give it to us right there. That's what's so different about the age is that like, you know, 10, 20, whatever years ago when social media wasn't popping and Twitter specifically, um, you know, you'd have to go to team websites and ESPN and all these places to try to find out stuff about people. Now, it's like, you know, I've, I found out yesterday that Taco Tuesday is a big thing in the James household. <laughs> like you can find out anything about these people. So, that, yeah, the fact that Kawhi doesn't really do, you know, do those kinds of things and he doesn't, you know, give a ton in interviews is uh, I could be part of it. But I, I think what's so cool about that now is that like he doesn't do any of that. And here we are now talking about him all the time just because yeah. his game did that.
0: I think that's very refreshing.
1: Yes, completely.
0: This is leading us into a, an interesting category, Parker. Let me ask you, in terms of showmanship versus sportsmanship, where mm. do you I'm not saying what's right and what's wrong, what do you prefer in the sense of what are you what do you gravitate to?
1: Um, well, look, I'm always going to be a sportsmanship person. Um my granddad was the manager of the Angels and the A's, and uh, he was a huge disciplinarian. You know, if players talked back in a certain way, they were running. Like, if they did things that weren't, you know, good for the team and didn't hold themselves accountable, they were running or, you know, doing all these different things. And so sportsmanship and good conduct and, and all that, that's always been... Uh, top priority for me obviously sports in general have changed and there is a, a lot of more you know showmanship it's a lot flashier it's it, it's different because it's part of the game so i under i understand it but i'm always going to be on the sportsmanship side jack like the other day yeah. i was at my uh little brother's uh AAU basketball game and one of his teammates they they were killing this team they were they were up by like 40 like 50 or something like that yeah they're pretty good and (laughs) so and and this kid on his team um took this dude to the lane and uh, basically muscled his way in there and and laid it up and on his way back he did the the westbrook thing and like rocked the baby i'm like what do you what do you first of all kid you're 15 Second of all, like, what are you doing? You're up by 45. This is ridiculous. So I'm always going to react that way to those kinds of things. Um, I'm a, I'm a big sportsmanship person, so that's why it's re- refreshing to see, like, a Kawhi Leonard do these kinds of things. Or, like, I was always a big Mike Connolly fan. I think he's kind of similar yeah. um, in that regard. And obviously Kobe Bryant is uh, the same way, um, you know, greatest of all, of all time. <laughs> No, that's okay. That's not true. Um, <laughs> partner's no, a
0: Lakers fan. That's why he's throwing that I'm out there. I'm a big there.
1: Lakers fan. I'm a big Kobe fan. Kobe's my favorite athlete of all time. But uh, no, sportsmanship's always for me. And I, I assume it's the same way for you?
0: Yeah, it is. Um, I think this is an interesting conversation to have, um, considering what Major League Baseball is trying to push. They they're j- I don't know if you saw this ad with Tim Anderson, the White Sox shortstop. I'm guessing you didn't.
1: I know, I think I um I remember it coming across Twitter. Refresh me.
0: Yeah. So famously or infamously, about a month ago, he hit a home run and he threw his bat. He didn't bat flip. He th- chucked his bat yes he yelled some racial slur which we don't necessarily know he got suspended for the racial slur which is unacceptable behavior he chucked his bat and then a lot of people got upset because he got drilled in the butt which parker when you and i played baseball that's what we were i that's what i was brought up if if you do that stuff be ready for what's coming your way in the batter's box Mm -hmm. I, i don't know if it was the same for you yeah no yeah absolutely
1: i mean it's it's part of the baseball's famous unwritten rules
0: right yeah Yeah. so there's an ad now where tim anderson says baseball is boring watch me change it and then he chucks his bat and this is coming from a lifetime 260 hitter this is not (laughs) coming from mike trout this is right i think it's ridiculous
1: yeah no i i would agree man that's like I mean, granted, people do view baseball as boring. But, yeah, if you're not... Yeah, if, if Mike Trout did that, even Bryce Harper, who's not having the best year. like Yeah. What if, but if one of the stars did something like that, I think that's different. Um, I think Tim Anderson, just because of how much he's been, you know, on social media and in the news and stuff like that, maybe he is the person to do something like that. But, um, yeah, very, very interesting take.
0: Yeah, in baseball... It's a game that humbles you. It seems whenever a guy does this kind of stuff, he's due for a one for thirty stretch. <laughs>
1: right, it's not, it's always how the the things work.
0: <laughs> right, we'll, well, let's go back to the NBA. That was a fun little, uh, fun little detour we took there. Yeah. So looking at the Bucks, I want to. <sighs> we'll talk a little bit about what Toronto did defensively, which was masterful very fun to watch mm. looking at this off season Parker as someone who is I I think you still ball right you play a lot a little bit yeah um I'm yeah I train my
1: my little brother, so we're trying to get him ready for high school and and eventually college but uh so I do a lot more training than I do playing nowadays but I still play and uh yeah, I always, always will be a big basketball person just all around.
0: Guys, Parker is an amazing basketball player. Oh, he... stop. Can you still dunk?
1: <laughs> um, yeah, I can, de- I can get up there. I, I, don't, I haven't tried to throw down in a while, but I can definitely get above the rim, yes.
0: All right, so since you're working with training stuff, what do you think Giannis needs to work on this summer in order for the Bucks to get to that next level?
1: Well, I, I think that's you know uh, the obvious answer is three point shooting, right? Yeah. I mean, that's everyone can see that from a mile away. If you look at if you look at Giannis as an right now, you're looking at a pretty much perfect basketball player besides one thing. Now, does he need to work on free throw shooting a little bit as well? Like yes, but. Giannis, I think for the majority of the year, and he might end up being the MVP this year. I hope yeah. because I, I I would rather James Harden not get it.
0: But <laughs> uh, if Kawhi played more games, I would vote Kawhi. But he only he sat like twenty five games. So. Yeah,
1: yeah, and that's why I I wish we could also account for the postseason because it yeah. matters. It like let's not kid ourselves, it matters. But then again, you know whatever, it's fine.
0: I'm not well, if you're gonna release the ward after the postseason, then yeah. If, but if they went back to just releasing it in April, I kind of like the little juice you'd get when you'd have a series where a guy's ticked off. Oh man, that guy got MVP. I'm going up against him. I'm gonna I'm gonna show him up. Let's go. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Right. No. For real. It's yeah. I, Giannis is is interesting because he could really easily be the best player in basketball if he just if he did get a jump shot and not honestly not even like not even a a super great three right out the bat but just one that people have to respect yeah because dudes legitimately give this guy from three-point line to a little bit below the free throw line of space I mean that's a that's a ton of space for especially for Giannis who could probably make that in one step But that guy if if he gets a three point shot over the summer, and that's so hard to ask from someone, like to to add something lethal to your game in three months, that's I mean, that's hard to do. But I mean when you look at him overall as a player, the dude averaged like almost twenty-eight points, twelve and a half rebounds, even free throw percentage, he shot seventy-three percent from the line, which it's not great, but it, it is good. So he blocks shots, he steals the basketball, his field goal percentage is is sensational, it's like 57. The the one thing that this dude needs to get a little better at is three-point shooting. And if he can get to a point where it's respected and he can knock down like a couple in a row, so guys actually do have to step up, then uh, we're looking at something scary, and we are probably looking at a different team in the finals right now.
0: It's a good point. He's also only twenty-four. Yeah. Yeah. True. He the steps he's taken over his I think he's been in the league six years now. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Six. Six years.
1: Um. Yes. Yeah. Six years. Yeah, yeah. That's correct.
0: Yeah. So six years in the league, what he came in as a project where he's gotten to has just been amazing. So I don't know. I feel like there was a little bit of pressure on him just in the sense of there's always going to be pressure when you're the one seed and you're the best player on that team. But I do think there are a couple things, like you said, with the jump shooting, free throw shooting that he could work on. And I don't think he's quite there yet in terms of yeah. look, he'll, he, I think he will win MVP. We'll see what happens. But, I mean, a lot of people, like like yourself, were expecting him over Kawhi, I think, right? You said that earlier?
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, I chose the Bucs in that series. I thought that it would be close. I thought it would go seven, but I thought that the Bucks would win um, just because of home court and then, yeah. you know, lose one on your home court, and then Kawhi took care of the rest, so.
0: Yeah, we can't reiterate enough that Kawhi is where Kawhi's at with his game in terms of being more polished. Giannis can get there. We'll see what happens. I It'll be fun to watch. I'm looking forward to if he does come back and he can hit a respectable three-point shot and they have to come out on the perimeter, that's going to change a lot of things. That's going to open up a lot of opportunities for the Bucks offense. What'd you think about this defense that Nick nurse had the Raptors running in this series?
1: It, it was pretty masterful. Um, the way they moved around and, and switched and defended Giannis, especially to play to his weaknesses. Nick nurse is a really good coach. And I, I was, I wasn't surprised in the playoffs by, the way he coached and how successful they were, because we saw it in the regular season. But I, I was surprised, just because going into the season, I was like, I didn't, I didn't know a ton about Nick Nurse. Yeah, um, me neither. But then as the season progressed and we got into the playoffs, I wa- I wasn't surprised that they they did as well as they did because he's a really good coach. They have a really good team. I mean, and that's another thing, Jack, that um, is something to point out is that I think about a third of the way into the season we had looked at the raptors like they were a team that could beat the warriors and and i don't know i don't know what happened uh, along the way but then it it just kind of turned into you know that the warriors were going to run it again or whatever but we uh, we had gotten to a point in the season where we looked at the raptors and i think they had the best record in basketball at one point they were like really running yeah. things and and we were like oh this team has a shot and i think then when you couple how good the Warriors looked with the Bucks being the number one seed and then the Sixers adding Tobias Harris and Jimmy Butler and all that, then that's, I think, when we kind of forgot about the Raptors. And now here we are and that same kind of storyline that was played out earlier in the season is uh, is going to unfold.
0: We all had a forgot about Dre moment. We,
1: we forgot about Kawhi. That's what we did. <laughs> Darn it. Every time. We forgot about Drake. Oh, word. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> forgot about Drake. Oh, goodness. <laughs> Just don't invite Pusha T, because then we'll really forget about Drake. <laughs> That's fine.
0: <laughs> I don't know. Tell me, Parker, I'm not alone in this. Whenever I hear the name Nick Nurse... I always think of former Va- Valpo basketball player Nick Davidson. Nick
1: Davidson, <laughs> yes. <laughs> My guy, that guy's awesome. Uh, yeah, yeah, because his name was Nick, and he, he majored in, uh, in nursing. That's true. <laughs> that's awesome. I actually did not think of that. When I thought of Nick Nurse, I always just thought of a nurse, honestly. But like, <laughs> but that's a good point, because you combine the two in that one. That's hilarious.
0: I love Nick Davidson. He's an awesome guy.
1: I was just saying, cool.
0: <laughs> <laughs> What's going to need to happen in order for Toronto to take down Golden State? Is it possible?
1: Um boy. I personally don't think so. Um I I think it's about as foregone as as we all think it is, but at the same time, you know, if if this is someone we're all calling maybe the best player in basketball, best two two players in basketball you gotta give them a puncher's chance and this is you know everything again everything has to go right it's a lot of ifs in this scenario but
0: god play a perfect series
1: if they play a perfect series if if the same Kawhi that's been playing shows up if kyle lowry doesn't shrink if pascal siakam plays as the most improved player that he's been and their defense continues and Danny Green can knock down some shots it's like what is that like five ifs or something <laughs> then, but if all those things you know happen then they have a chance and that's the scary thing is like if all those things happen they have a chance <laughs> that's but that's it that's not like they win it's because of how good the golden state warriors are i just i don't know man and and i hope i'm wrong let's just put that out there with with yeah. this Prediction? I hope. I hope I'm completely wrong, and 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 have to look back on this and be like, dang, I should really evaluate how I look at basketball because I'm not very good at it. Like I hope that's (laughs) what happens, but I don't think it will. I think the Warriors will win in six. Um, they're they're so good, man. They they people forgot they were so good without KD and DeMarcus Cousins. Like. They say, oh, also underrated storyline. Since we're talking about uh, the Raptors and the Warriors, Uh, Patrick McCaw, who is now on the Raptors, has never never missed an NBA Finals since he's been in the league. (laughs) So, oh, and 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 also worth noting, Jack. Also, and big time worth noting. Do you know where Patrick McCaw went to college? I don't. He went to the University of Nevada, Las Vegas.
0: Oh. There you go, UNLV.
1: Like literally, the rebels. O- the only good thing to ever come out of UNLV, like,
0: <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. They're, Larry Johnson.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, there's been a couple. Casey Ogman, hey, Sean Marion. Yeah, there've been a couple. There've been good ones, it, but UNLV does not Anthony produce. it. Bennett. <laughs> oh, okay, all right. In that case, end point. Like, no. <laughs> uh, but but yeah, that's. Uh, I'm a big Patrick McCaw guy for that reason.
0: That's awesome. So, what I'm looking at. Here's the thing. I'm not expecting a whole lot. I'm not expecting Toronto to win, but I do think these games are going to be much more fun to watch than they've been in recent years. I think it's going to be really fun to just watch the defensive sequences that Toronto throws at them. I like defense in sports, so I think that's going to be exciting and fun to watch. We should get a couple of... Look, Kawhi, you did throw in that Michael Jordan comparison (laughs) earlier as a joke. I'm not, now I'm not going down that road. What I am saying is one of Michael Jordan's most iconic performances was when he put up 63 in the garden and lost. Maybe you get some great play from Kawhi in this series, even if they lose. Some It's okay to lose sometimes. Sometimes we can have some, I'm saying from the entertainment perspective, sometimes when a team gets loses, you can still see some good basketball played.
1: Yeah, you could even turn to like when... LeBron was arguably the best player in the finals against the Warriors, and everyone was thinking he would should get the finals MVP, even though they lost.
0: Yeah, I I wasn't on board with that uh, MVP narrative. However, uh, that is comparable, and that was an iconic performance. So, the other one that the other point I was going to bring up, you talked about what could happen if Toronto can play defense the way they've played. They can make things interesting. I'll make one potential p- perfect case scenario uh, comparison to a previous great defensive team that won a championship. Do you know where I'm going with this?
1: Um, Is it the Detroit Pistons? Yes. In four? Yeah.
0: Yep. That was a team that should not have won that series if you're just looking at pieces and talent because – While they had a lot of very, very good players, and Rasheed Wallace was probably the superstar guy that you look at in terms of the guy on that team, the other team had four Hall of Famers.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, Yeah,
0: that's true. Now, obviously, it's a little different because they didn't have the same cohesiveness that Golden State has right now but that was a sometimes and it happens every i don't know 10 years sometimes that one team that is not better comes together and plays a great series and we all scratch our heads so in sports there anything can happen people can hold out hope i'm not holding out too much hope but i think nevertheless this is going to be fun series to watch
1: yeah i would i would agree i think it is going to be fun I think you're spot on with we could see some spectacular moments from Kawhi. Um, I mean, even even think about the game where he had, you know, 40, 40, like five points or whatever it was on like 39 shots or whatever, where he basically did everything. Um, I mean, we could see stuff like that. And, and in, in fairness, the, the comparison to the 04 Pistons team, um, I think I think that's that is kind of similar just because of how the teams are constructed, where like the Raptors are, you know, this this underdog team to a a team that has three superstars and huge star power. I think the uh, big difference is is that that former Pistons team was really well rounded, and there wasn't quite a Kawhi on that team. Yeah. I think the, the Raptors yeah. are more centered around him. But, yeah, look, I mean, teams that play defense, the Raptors cannot play defense any worse than the Trailblazers did on the Warriors. <laughs> so as long as they step up, and the Trailblazers arguably could have won three of those games. So, True. like, if they step up and and play de- just a little bit better, like, you know, maybe maybe they got a puncher's chance. We'll see.
0: We will see. Do you have any other thoughts on the finals or NBA as a whole, or do you want to move on?
1: Man, honestly, I you know, I just, I'm just i waiting for next year for the Lakers to – I'm waiting for dis, dysfunction to end and then just watch the Lakers again. Um, I'm hoping free agency is not a bust, even though it probably will be. <laughs> um, I, I will be excited to see where people go. That will be fun. But um, – Nah, man, I, I'll be excited to start watching these games tomorrow.
0: Yeah, the player movement is so weird in the NBA because a lot of people look at it as a positive. However, when, what's it say when people are looking at that as the most exciting part of the NBA? Yeah. So it could also be a negative. We'll see. It'll be. It's always fun, though, in the summer.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, phones go crazy. Twitter blows up especially around draft day. And now that I heard they moved up the uh, free agency to like June 30th at 6 PM or something like that. So um, yeah. So that's really interesting. And uh, hopefully the Lakers can
0: take home somebody at least. (laughs) We will see Parker. Let's talk some other stuff. How's your life going? You moved out to, Las Vegas. How's that going? What's what's going on? Yeah,
1: man, dude. Oh, it's it's all good out here, man. I'm just super thankful and happy to be home right now. Um, I lived in Orlando for 10 months, and um, i have been away from my family for about seven years wow. since I went away to college, and I uh, really only got to see them like two times a year, really, like come home and see them, and so now... I'm back at home. I do get to see my family all the time. Uh, I'm working part-time for an obstacle course racing and CrossFit gym and have just started some work for uh, a place called the Las Vegas Circus Center. So I, I have no complaints, man. God has always been good to me. I've never, you know, I, I've never doubted that he'll always work things out. And so so far... You know, I I have no complaints. I'm super happy to be home and doing all the things that I enjoy.
0: That's awesome. What has God been putting on your heart? What's He been teaching you lately? A lot of patience, man. A lot, a lot of that. <laughs> like, because <laughs> it's it's interesting, right? Because
1: like Orlando was great in that I found my gym, Ninja Fit Gym which lit the fire and sparked that 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 is something that I legitimately want and want to do and could do for years and years and years is be a coach and work with kids and and do all that and I love making videos I'm I I I still very much enjoy being a videographer it's cool um it it pays better (laughs) like it's uh (laughs) but but I worked for a PR and marketing firm in Orlando and did videography for them And honestly, dude, it was just, like, the worst, (laughs) worst period. Oh, no. No, it was terrible. It was awful. I turned into, like, a front desk person, really, We did, like, videos, kind of. And so that was just, I was like, I can't do this anymore. And so that's when I kind of decided, you know what? That happened, and God had been putting on my mind that it might be time to move back home, which... When I when I left for college when I left for Valpo I, I said I I'm never coming back to Las Vegas oh. but um, and that's just because of you know what it is as a city and, and you know like I wouldn't raise my family here I, I still would not raise my family here but I but now that I'm 25 living here is easier um, but here I am back and I but it's like the best thing and you know God's been great in terms of help guiding me along this path of patience and, and just waiting things out and have had to, you know, struggle a bit and lose a good amount of money and, and, and all these different things. But, you know, as, as low as things have gotten, it's always been okay because I'm like, you know, he, he's got like, I'm like, yo, you got this. I understand it's cool. Just you know, keep pointing me. Keep just keep pointing, and I'll go. <laughs> like it's cool. So now that I'm here, I'm I'm just I'm just happy, man. I live a very happy life right now. Things are good. I have no complaints.
0: Amen. That's great. That's and awesome. And you,
1: sir, I know you have had <laughs> quite the road and have had to you know focus on patience, and I'm I'm sure just you know even faith in general you've had to have a ton of that. And I, I'm I'm glad to hear, you know, that you have, you have been able to heal and, and the position you're in, but like, but like, what about you in terms of the recovery and surgery and, and all that stuff?
0: Well, first of all, Parker, thank you for that. I appreciate that. Second, yeah, I'll, I'll tell you a little bit about this. So For those who don't know, I've mentioned it on the last couple podcast episodes, I had to have my thyroid taken out about a little over three months ago. Hard to believe it's been almost four months for treatment of Graves' disease, a thyroid disease that had been keeping me on the disabled list for a little while, uh, kept me from looking for work after college, and really, I feel you on the patients. It's funny... I I don't know if you've heard this saying, but if you want to make God laugh, tell him your plans. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's good. No, I haven't heard that. That's awesome.
0: <laughs> there have been so many times where I have been trying to write my own path and be planning certain things and it doesn't go my way. And then I get upset. But as cliche as it sounds, when that happens, it's only because God has something so much better in store. For so long, I did not want to have this thyroid surgery. I just felt like, you know what? If I keep taking this medication that I've been taking, eventually I'll feel better, right? That That's how I was feeling. Right. But God led me into the path of surgery after much prayer. It felt like that was clearly where he was pointing me. Now I can say that the disease is entirely gone because I no longer have a thyroid. Believe it or not, you can't have a thyroid disease when you no longer have a thyroid. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and I've been taking the synthetic thyroid hormone, slowly getting better. I'm back at a point where I can podcast now, back to exercising. I just did a 12-mile bike ride last week. And Wow,
1: big ups yeah. to you. <laughs>
0: Thanks. I mean, I'm not quite the ninja you are, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean,
1: not fitness though, man. I tell you, 12, 12 miles of anything, that's a lot. That's impressive.
0: Yeah, it is. <laughs> it is very tiring. But God's taught me so much patience because I've had so many points where I've come out of surgery and I've had people in my life who... Look, they, they mean well. It doesn't end up being the best thing for me, but sometimes they'll, they're will they asking right away, right after surgery or a month into my recovery, when are you going to get a job? You got your resume ready? You, you good to go? You, you're feeling better now, right? And when someone has autoimmune disease, it's really easy to look at them and think, wow, they look fine, but they're not necessarily feeling fine on the inside. Hmm. So for me, I've just had to trust God. And there have been a lot, there were a lot of times during my recovery where I felt really bogged down and there'd be times where I try to write a blog or I'd be like, oh, I want to do a podcast, but my voice was very hoarse after having neck surgery. I mean, the surgery was in my neck. So, right. yeah, uh, there are a lot of times where I'd want to do stuff and I couldn't do it. And then I get really down on myself, but God just kept saying, look, stay patient. It's okay. It's good to rest. You're supposed to have a Sabbath day. That time of rest is just a great time to be in the word, be in prayer, listen to what God's trying to tell you, and trust him. And since then, God's been slowly giving me direction in terms of what I should be doing as I recover. I'm doing a little bit of dog walking now. Um, I am doing a business where I sell people's textbooks for them. God has really taught me a lot in terms of be, being patient like he's been teaching you and also being thankful in all circumstances.
1: Totally. That's so cool. That is, I saw, I didn't know you did the dog walking thing too. That's, that's, that's awesome.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a new
1: gig. <laughs> that's super cool, man. That's yeah, that's cool. It's the, you know, plans as much as we try to dictate them, like, whatever's going to happen is going to happen. And, and, and I'm, Again, just very, very thankful that uh, you've been able to get back to you know, a better state and uh, can live without a thyroid. <laughs> you know, that's, that's cool.
0: Yeah, very thankful for doctors and medical professionals who know exactly what they're doing, and God can speak to us through those people and yeah, lots of great stuff.: Super cool. So yeah, things are, things are on the upswing. I think you and I both are kind of in unconventional situations where we don't have that super glamorous job that a lot of people might get right out of college. And there have been times where I felt myself idolizing that, wanting my life to be like other people or being jealous. and. I'm so I'm at a point now where I'm just so thankful for the route that God has been leading me on because it's exactly what I've needed in terms of my personal and spiritual growth and he's exactly with my health too because had my uh you know I I could, if I had accepted a great job and all of a sudden just started feeling really sick, I would have had to give up that job and that would have been hard. So I know everything's coming together wonderfully and i know that you've had to trust god through some of your changes and i'm glad you're able to see some of the some of the harvest from that if that makes sense <laughs> no yeah it completely does man
1: like honestly i i do think about that a lot cuz i did have um i did have you know a, a place where i was making you know regular job money which was good and helped me with a lot of stuff uh but essentially decided to leave it to you know chase happiness which like is always you know people are always going to question when you when you take away financial security for something that you enjoy right because it's not like a secure lifestyle yeah. um but it can be in the future if you trust your plan and what you have well you should trust God's plan I should say and that you know it's going to work out so i haven't ever, ever since i moved home it's been a lot of like the 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 biggest concern has been money and but i'm someone who knows that's not a concern like it's going to come and it's going to happen so I'm a big believer in do what you love, chase what you love, but d- do it in a smart way like don't you like don't be like I want to be an actor and have have never read an acting book or, or like <laughs> you know what I'm saying like like don't just blindly chase something that you think would be cool, but you've never like learned about it before like do go after what you love if it's something that you dedicate a lot of time to and then i think then i think things tend to pan out
0: yeah i've got a i got a verse for you that's on this topic it is let's see proverbs 16:9 the heart of man plans his way but the lord establishes his steps
1: that's cool yeah that's really cool that's that's
0: true there's another verse like that too. Let me see one sec. I want to pull that one up. Okay. Uh, this one is another proverb. Proverbs nineteen twenty-one. Let me pull that up real quick. I think this was the one I was initially looking for. They're both kind of mean the same thing. Many are the plans in the mind of a man, but it is the purpose of the Lord that will stand.
1: Mm. Very, yeah.
0: That's that's really cool. Yeah, I think for people who don't have, I mean, I think some people to them work is what their their life is. That's what I, they find their purpose in their job, and they don't, um, they don't have some form of faith or purpose in another way. So for them, it what we you and I are doing in terms of not having that typical nice job out of college with nice money they look at it and they think like there's something wrong with that everyone has their own look. everyone has their own life everything's different but it's hard for them to understand how you can be joyful and thankful in the circumstances that you and I are both in
1: yeah it's true uh, you know uh, we do get caught up a lot in, um, in work and the things of everyday life. But I'll tell you, man, it's just, it, it it is great to get to a place where, you know, you feel like you have something more to work for and to live for than, you know, just a dollar. And yeah, I, I like, I understand the perspective of, of people that, you know, don't have, don't have faith or any of that. Cause there are, you know, there are a lot of people out there like that. It's true. Um, and you know, that is, it is what it is. It's, it's cool. But the, the fact is, is that like if, if you're living just for money, I think that's where things get dangerous. Um, I think you're always going to come up short of your own expectations because that you can always make more money. Right. But Mm -hmm. sometimes you can't make more memories. And by that, I mean you can't get back times where, you know, you were however many years old, younger, and, you know, you can't go hang out with that friend that you used to always hang out with because you guys don't talk anymore. Like, you can't you can't go see that family member who's aging a little bit because... Mm. They, you know, you were working and they passed away. Like, you, get, there's a lot of things that... Mo- moments in life, I think, are more important than, you know, money and stability and, and those kinds of things. But other people tell you otherwise. I just, personally, I disagree. But it is what it is.
0: Yeah, and if anyone who's listening to this and they're going through a rough time and... Look, I've been through some really rough times with um, anxiety and a little bit of depression here and there, and also with health issues. If you ever want to talk about anything, feel free to reach out to me on Twitter. My Twitter handle is at TheJackVita. I'd love to talk, and if there's any way I can help or I can pray for you, feel free to send me a message on there. My DMs are open, and Parker, I know you love talking to people as well, so...
1: Yeah, completely. Yeah, I'm always open to to talk with anyone, and not even because I, I think sometimes you know, like people be turned off with by like, oh, I don't want someone to just talk at me and give me advice. Like I, I very much enjoy just listening to people, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, always, always open to just being an ear for sure.
0: Yeah, it's people like to talk badly about social media and rightfully so sometimes. (laughs) I mean, there's a lot of negativity out there, but one thing that I've noticed is that social media is a really cool opportunity to connect with some people that you would not normally meet. And I've made some friends through social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and I'm very thankful for those friends. And I think like anything, social media can be used positively it could be used negatively and i try to use it positively and if i can if i can help anyone or just listen to you make friends with you or if you're just interested in talking about this kind of life and philosophical stuff you can always reach me on there
1: completely absolutely
0: okay parker last thing are you how excited are you for american ninja warrior
1: oh man holy smokes well (laughs) jack Uh, it, it is Wednesday, so let me just tell you: uh, the season starts today, and that <laughs> is extremely exciting. I am overjoyed. It's uh, there are huge changes this year, and actually, you want to know some you, you want to know some inside info, Jack, about the show. Yeah, of course. So when you when you kind of get more integrated in the community, and work at a gym, and know people that work at a gym and have been on the show for years and years and years and all that stuff. Those of us in the community, we get to know information before it comes out. Oh. Yes. Like there, I, I had access to the, the closest qualifying uh, city in, closest to me in Orlando was Atlanta. So like for me, I didn't personally have it, but a really close friend of mine could have gave me access to the list of how every person in the Atlanta qualifiers finished. Like, hmm. that kind of... Imp- and, and obviously, yeah. like, I, I was like, I'm good. I wanted to find out about <laughs> our people because we had people from our gym that went on the show, so I wanted to know how they did because everyone else was going to know. But, uh, but you can find out those kinds of things, and you can also find out what... Is going to be new on the show, like what obstacles are new, what ideas are new, concepts, rules. So, when it, it, if for anyone listening, if you ever wanted to start training Ninja Warrior, it, it, if you don't want to do it for the obstacles, do it for the info, because you'll find out stuff. <laughs> all right, <laughs> it's it's very exciting, and I know I know a good amount of the changes that are happening this year. There are there are also some stuff I don't know, so that's exciting, but. It is really cool um, that the season is finally upon us. It Technically, uh, Sunday was last season, but Sunday was the all-star special. So that was an amazing showcase, and I, I don't know how humans like that exist. Um, I would like to be one, hopefully one day. <laughs> but, um, the, yeah, season, it's starting, uh, I'm trying to remember which city... It's first. Let's see, season premiere. I want to say it's LA, but I do not know. Uh, to be completely honest, but I'm excited either way because the storylines are always really fun, um, and yeah. it is LA. It's uh, it's it's Universal City, California. So, um, it'll be really it'll be really cool. I have friends that made the show this year. A good amount of friends that made the show this year. So I can't wait to watch them. Um, obviously, the bigger names in the sport will be very exciting to see. The national finals that take place in Las Vegas are going to be filmed here pretty soon, so I'm probably going to go to that and uh, watch live what happens. Wow! But That'd be awesome. Yeah, it'd be really cool. So, uh, <laughs> so yeah, man, that'll be that'll be great um, for those, for people that follow American Ninja Warrior the the hierarchy and like the best ninjas in the world it's a it's a really interesting time because i think for the past few years ever since uh we had a champion on season 7 i think after that i think seasons 9 and 10 specifically i think there was a clear cut best ninja in the world drew Dreschel. And, and i think now i think now it's really close as oh. whereas it wasn't before, I think. So it's like the NBA. In the, yes, exa- exactly <laughs> like that. Great comparison. Like <laughs> it, it, now it's like it's Drew and there's this guy named Adam Rail, who is a friggin' monster. And there's a lot of other dudes too. Like I, I think race for best ninja in the world is closer than it is for best basketball player in the world. Um. But I, so I'm excited to see who's the last man standing this year. Um, also, what, uh, someone who one of the people who cleared all four final stages in season seven. His name's Jeff Britton. He did not win the million dollars because his time was three seconds faster than or three, three seconds slower than the guy who did win. But he was one of two people to ever complete the whole thing um he returns he he stopped he did not do last year so he returns this year so i'm excited to see him come back and hopefully he's the same competitor he was before and uh yeah i you probably couldn't tell but i'm like really excited
0: (laughs) yeah it's so it's on uh wednesday nights or is it on any other nights? Yeah,
1: it starts out Wednesday nights, and then usually, like a couple episodes in, it switches to Mondays. So uh, it'll start Wednesday, today, um, May 29th. Yep. And and then I don't know if it'll change next week or if it'll change in a couple weeks, but they usually switch it over from Wednesdays to Mondays. And, uh, and the time, I want to say, is 8 7 Central.
0: All right, cool. So we'll have to set the DVRs for that. Uh, Ninja is typically something where I when I see it's on, it's on. Yeah. i not. I don't watch it avidly, but it's always a good watch. So it'll be fun to watch, and I love hearing the enthusiasm on your end. Also, I should tell you because I know you have not watched the challenge on MTV, which Rachel and I talked about last week. Right, but Natalie Duran is that that's her name correct yeah
1: Natalie Duran
0: yeah Duran so she competed on the challenge and she finished fourth place and was the last woman standing on there
1: oh that's awesome yeah she's I mean she's hilarious she's a really cool person <laughs> I've I've seen her at uh when I when I was on the show on season nine the uh she she did obstacle course testing. She did. She tested the the obstacles before uh, we went on.
0: Wow, that's pretty cool. So, did you get to talk to her?
1: No, no, no. She because uh, for competitors, we weren't technically allowed to like
0: oh, go in gotcha. and
1: see the testing yeah, happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um,
0: but yeah, it was cool. That's awesome. So, have you gotten to check out any of these ninja imitators? <laughs> because it seems these other networks—you've got the Titan Games, the Million Dollar Mile. Have you checked those out? What do you think?
1: I have. I have checked out the Titan Games. They're cool. They're very cool. Um, Beastmaster, another one that's very cool. Um, I haven't. You know what? I haven't watched Million Dollar Mile yet, which I I want to. I have friends that have submitted for the next season of Million Dollar Mile.
0: So they they are making another season. I believe. Yes. Yeah, I know it got bumped out of the time slot. 'Cause it didn't do very well. So it got moved to like they put it right after Survivor, which is believe it or not, still like either the number one or number two most watched reality show.
1: Oh, oh yeah.
0: Crazy. And I I've seen every season now. So they put it on after Survivor, hoping to get Survivor's audience, did not do very well after two weeks. So then they swapped it with the amazing race, put the amazing race in that spot. Amazing Race has been killing it in that time slot. Those two shows have been really cool back to back. Now, Survivor's done for the summer. Um, however, they moved the million dollar mile over to Saturday night. So, I was not sure. I mean, that's not the best time slot. I was just wondering how the show had been doing. And it, so, they are going to have another season, I guess.
1: I believe so. Um, but obviously, you know, that could change at any instance. Um I he- yeah. I heard they were going to have another season because I think one of my friends submitted for the next season, but Okay. Uh yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't quote me on that.
0: I'd okay.
1: Just for, for for yeah, not for sure, Yeah. But so the plan
0: is they are going to have one, however that could change whenever. Yes. But the, the network could change that at any point. Correct. Okay. So that that's uh that's interesting. Lots of Interesting stuff here. There's, did you ever watch Wipeout? Oh, dude, of course.
1: Absolutely, that's <laughs> the, the most. That show is hilarious, but also like the people that do well on it, like it, it's it can be tough to do.
0: So that's kind of like the comical version of Ninja.
1: Yeah, yeah. The commentating's hilarious. The obstacles are you know more funny. The results are. Way more hilarious. Like, yeah. Were you ever a big Wipeout guy?
0: I used to watch it all the time. I mean, that was like 10 years ago. That would have been around 2008 when it was new. Mm. 2009. Uh, But there's a show that's going to start soon. I just saw the ad the other day. I'm looking it up right now. And it looks like a Wipeout type show. And it's like mini golf.
1: Oh, you know what? I saw that and I thought about submitting for that show.
0: Oh man, <laughs> I did. That looks so fun.
1: It looks very, very interesting. And then I, I, <laughs> I was looking into kind of the rules and I was like, oh man, people that submit for this, they're gonna be like serious, like for real, for real. Uh, like, oh really? Uh, yeah, it, it seems that way. Anyway, um, so yeah, I don't know. Might have to, uh, might have to head down to the old, the old putting green and. Uh, <laughs> work on work on some things, you know.
0: Also broadcasting this on um, play-by-play, you've got Joe Tessitore and color commentary Rob Riggle.
1: Oh man. That's well, perfect. That, that is very yeah, that's solid. That the 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 show is set up for success.
0: Indeed. You mentioned the golf. If you come out here to the Midwest anytime soon, can we play 9 holes?
1: Oh, dude, absolutely. I would love to. That yes. I hit I hit a bucket of balls the other day and felt phenomenal. So I would love to. That would be sensational.
0: Awesome. Yeah, we could get Tommy out there and, I don't know, maybe Stem. If Stem's in the Midwest at the same time.
1: Yeah, man, shoot. Yeah, just the whole Valpo reunion. (laughs) (laughs) Those seem to happen quite frequently, you know, so...
0: <laughs> yeah man well that... they seem to happen on this podcast pretty often yeah now. right yeah for real
1: <laughs> That's All awesome, right,
0: well, parker this was a lot of fun thank you so much for coming on uh lastly do you want to plug your social media your youtube channel anything sure man yeah
1: totally um yeah i am parker b gatewood on instagram and twitter um i'm just parker gatewood on facebook you can find me there uh you can follow me on youtube i haven't posted a video in a while but um i'm parker gatewood there as well and uh yeah you know check me out on instagram that's where most of the stuff happens that's where i'll post stuff about coaching and uh and ninja and and all that and
0: yeah, that's about it. You're Parker Gatewood, and you like to have fun.
1: Oh, man, still, still true. Still <laughs> today. <laughs> you bet.
0: All right, well, thank you so much for joining me today. I'll definitely have to have you come on at some point, maybe during the off season with some of the player movement like we did last year or when the season starts up again in the fall. Thank you so much. Really appreciated it, and this was a lot of fun.
1: Dude, Jack, I can't thank you enough, man. It's always a pleasure to be on your podcast, and you are sensational at what you do, and I just, again, thanks for having me on.
0: Yeah, thank you very much. I really appreciate that. Very kind of you. Ladies and gentlemen, there you have it. Parker Gatewood had a great time talking about a lot of different things today mainly NBA, but it was fun to talk about life, fun to get into some of the ninja stuff and TV. Uh, I hope you liked this episode. If you did, go ahead and subscribe to Press On Sports on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. We have a YouTube channel. We got Spotify. Follow along there and you will never miss an episode. You'll always be up to date when there is fresh content available. You can tweet me your thoughts at the Jack Vita. That's at the Jack Vita. You can follow me there, tweet at me. Would love to hear your thoughts on everything going on with Kawhi and the NBA Finals. And I'll be tweeting along during these finals. It should be a lot of fun. You can find Parker on there as well. Thank you to everyone for listening to this podcast. Appreciate it as always. That's it for this edition. We'll see you next time. Bring in the Dancing Lobsters.